This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Now, a pleasure to have joining us here on the show, Paul Krugman, who is an opinion columnist at the New York Times, professor at the Graduate Center of the City University of New York. He's also the author of the recently released book, Arguing with Zombies, Economics, Politics, and the Fight for a Better Future. Paul, great to have you with us today. Thank you, sir. Good to be on. Thank you. So what do you view as the health of the economy right now? Where do you grade it out at this point? Oh, gosh. I'm not sure we have a, a scale low enough to, to get where we are. I mean, we're, um, we, we've lost uh, you know, roughly uh, 26 million jobs in five weeks. So that's, a, um, that's about a slump three times as big as the last financial crisis. Um, but that, and that was over 18 months. So we've basically, in, in a little over a month, um, had the you know a slump that's it, there's nothing like it in the, in the past. This is huge, and it's uh, um, it's kind of necessary because we had uh, we have to lock stuff down to uh, slow the spread of the virus. But it's it's grim out there. There has been uh, quite a bit of, of conversation uh, in, in what we've seen play out over the last few weeks, but also from the perspective of where the economy was going into this downturn, and. Were we at as good a spot as, as a lot of the administration says we were at? Well, we had low unemployment. I think um, that was no question that that uh, unemployment, you know, the employment rate was good. Wages were not so good. Uh, still, uh, the U.S. economy is still failing to generate a whole lot of middle class jobs. We've got a polarized market in which a few people do very well, and most people are barely getting by. and And that didn't change. But it, you know, uh, low unemployment is good. Um, was always a question: How many? You know, were, were we vulnerable? Were things? All of it seems like a moot point now. But was corporate debt getting to alarming levels? Um, and we were. Even before all of this, people, a lot of us were worried that we, you know, we didn't know where the next bump in the road was coming from, but our shock absorbers were shot, so that uh, there, were, there wasn't clear how we would respond if anything did go wrong. And of course, here we are, and something uh, worse than anyone imagined has gone wrong. So we, we were, you know, it was, it was. I don't want to uh, talk it down. You know, full employment is better than not, but, uh, but we were ill prepared for any kind of adverse shock, and now we've got a doozy. Well, when, when you're hearing the various experts talk about what we're going to see play out over the next uh, several quarters, the expectation obviously is the second quarter is going to be significantly lower GDP, but then they expect a, a decent rebound in Q3 and Q4. Where are you on that? I There will be some rebound when the pandemic lets up. Because remember, a lot of this now, we're... we're relying upon the epidemiologists and uh uh like economists epidemiologists have models they do the best they can but they, there's a high degree of uncertainty so we really don't know what the state of the virus is going to be um in, in six months from now uh, we're hoping that we'll be at a stage where we have enough uh, you know enough decline in infections enough testing uh, that we can start to reopen but we don't know that there will be some rebound but I think that the I, I'm mostly um, I'm a deep skeptic about the belief that we're going to have a V-shaped recovery that things are going to come roaring back because I think we're um, uh, we're going to see a lot of 
uh, enduring damage. If you like, the you know the economy is currently in a coma, and it's going to be a a slower convalescence than a lot of people are are counting on. We're joined by Paul Krugman, who is a professor at the Graduate Center of the City University of New York, also an opinion columnist for the New York Times. I think the big question for a lot of people, since uh, there's been so much focus on small business, is how much of small business comes back uh, as we move forward here, and how much of small business is lost permanently? Yeah, well, that's I, that's one of my concerns. I mean, and, and small businesses, and we've had this big small business loan program, but an awful lot of the loans don't seem to have gone to small businesses, and the um, and the. Uh, and the the part of it that really matters, which is that the, the loans get forgiven um, if they're used to support payroll, that only lasts eight weeks. So that's yeah. not almost certainly not remotely long enough. So we're going to be seeing a lot of businesses will not come back, which means, of course, that we start from a reduced base. It's also worth pointing out there are other there are other players here. Um, unemployment, uh, families, finances are going to be devastated unless they get. Um, uh, unemployment benefits, and although we have voted, you know, Congress voted more unemployment benefits, um, that money is not yet really making it through to people. Uh, state unemployment offices, to varying degrees, are, are overwhelmed. They're, some of them are are better than others, but uh, the, you know, look at Florida, apparently only one in eight people who's been approved for unemployment benefits has, has yet to see any money at all. Um, and then states and local governments are hitting devastation. We're going to be seeing large-scale layoffs of state and local government employees. That was basically means school teachers and firefighters and police people. Um, and um, and so far, at least, uh, you know, the Senate Majority Leader is adamantly against any aid to states. So um, there's going to be a, a you know a hangover from this that is going to stand in the way of economic recovery, even when the virus uh, lets up. Is it safe to say then that that what we're experiencing right now, and obviously I think a lot of people talk about how different this is from the Great Recession that we saw a little over a decade ago, uh, but that the impact from this could be far more significant than what we saw a decade ago? Yeah, at the moment it looks like we've seen about three times as deep a slump as we had in, in 2008, 2009. Uh, we lost around 9 million jobs then. We've lost at least 26 million already so far this time around. Um, this is, um, in terms of speed, it's it's worse than the Great Depression. I mean, this is incredibly fast. Now, the causes are different. The uh, it, It's really like nothing else we've seen before. But the intensity, the the loss of income, uh, the uh, the devastation to, uh, to, to wages and and uh, business revenues is uh, really one for the record books, and uh, it's it, it, we really should be going all out to try and provide basically nationwide disaster relief um, until until this thing can be until the, the virus has been more or less licked. What would that look like then? What what is that all out nationwide disaster relief in your mind? Well, um, we have an unemployment. Uh, Insurance expansion, but it's it's uh, it's being run through state offices that are overwhelmed. They just aren't. We're never prepared for a search like this. So I, I wish we had, and maybe we still could do something like what the Canadians are doing, where they opened a special government office, special 
uh, web portal and hotline, and people are able to get extra unemployment benefits within days. Where in, here it looks like that some of them may have to wait months. Um, we should have uh, a lot more sort of explicit payroll protection, not this, not this. Uh, um, it looks like highly dysfunctional um, business loan program that the Congress put in, um, and states. States and local governments are on the front lines here. They're uh, they're being bearing a lot of the costs of of dealing with the crisis. And meanwhile, they depend really heavily on sales taxes uh, and and consumer spending has collapsed. Uh, so we should we need several hundred billion dollars of just plain federal grants to states and local governments to to cope with this. And so you know we had we had a bill um, which was better. Or actually, two bills, I guess now, which are better than nothing, and actually better than than I feared. I mean, at least we haven't had any nonsense about but let's cut taxes for the rich, which seems to be the universal response to everything by at least one party. Um, but it's it's way inadequate. This is the this is the this is the crisis of our lifetimes, and we are not responding to it on anything like a sufficient scale. I think the other part to it is also the fact that it, this is all occurring at a time from the political side for one second, where we have more dysfunction in, in Washington, D.C. than probably we've seen in, in ever before. And it's making it that much harder to be able to try and tackle a lot of those issues. Oh, sure. You try and talk about the state and local thing, which is actually a nationwide issue. I mean, it's affecting every state. Uh, uh, but Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader, put out a memo denouncing it as a blue state bailout. You know, and it, uh, he should talk to budget officials in his home state of Kentucky who are in, a, in panic mode right now because they are hurt just, you know, yes, it, it's hurting New York and New Jersey and Pennsylvania, but it's, uh, but it's also uh, putting an extreme strain on states across the country. Wait till, wait, wait, wait till the numbers from Florida come in, right? There's a place that depends heavily on a tourist trade that no longer exists. Yeah. We're joined by Paul Krugman. Uh, what, what is it that you would like to see occur from a policy perspective to try and, and, and take this even farther than, uh, and, and deal with the, the major pain that we're talking about right now? As you mentioned, 26, 27 million people that have filed for unemployment benefits over the last five weeks. Yeah, we can't. Um, most of the job losses so far are unfortunately necessary. Or at least, you know, people have to be idled. Well, we yeah. would would be great if we could do what you know the Germans have done, or the or uh, or the Danes have done, and and have the government pick up the paychecks. I probably we're just not. We probably just don't have the bureaucracy in place to do that. But um, but we can. We should be trying really the the the, the federal government is uh, immensely strong in this position. The people um, trust the U.S. government to, uh, to uh, as it borrows money. Uh, the interest rate on inflation-protected bonds, which is basically the real uh, cost of, of borrowing money, is minus 0.4%. People are actually willing to pay the federal government to hold their money. Uh, so we should be federalizing everything we can. We should be federalizing unemployment benefits, we should be running small business aid as a federal program, not running it through banks, which is the way a lot of the way it's gone so wrong uh, at this point. We should be federalizing the cost of this because state and local governments are not allowed to run budget deficits. So it, it's it's really up to the feds to, to help cover those costs. And 
Um, the more that we do of that, the the more we can get through this. I mean, it's going, we're going to lose trillions of dollars of foregone output. That's going to happen. Uh, but we don't have to have people waiting in, in lines for food banks. We don't have to have people losing their, their houses and their apartments because they can't make the, the payments. Um, in fact, unfortunately, we probably are going to see that, and that's because we're not doing the stuff that's well within our capacity to do. Paul, thanks very much for your time. Greatly appreciate your insight today. All the best. All the best to you. Thank you. Paul Krugman, who is uh, opinion columnist for The New York Times, also professor at the Graduate Center of the City University of New York, and as we mentioned his book, Arguing with Zombies, Economics, Politics, and the Fight for a Better Future. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.